The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Family, on today's episode, we have Candia Johnson here with us, and I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation. Although I haven't met Candia in person, she already feels like a sister friend. Um, we lovingly support each other uh, in social media and in other ways. And on today's episode, we really talk about, well, she gives us gems about how to build your confidence when it's shaken. And that feels like such a timely conversation, given the ways in which we are having to move forward in our businesses in these uncertain times. So I know you'll learn some things just as I did. So take a listen. Welcome to Mighty My Black Business. Alright family, welcome to another episode of the Mighty My Black Business Podcast. And we have such a special guest today. I am so excited that she's here. Uh, I have been following her through social media and am certainly a champion and supporter and fan of all of the things that she does. So welcome, Candia Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Definitely a fan of just you as, as a woman, right? Uh, a, a Black woman therapist, because we need y'all to shine. And definitely another fan of the podcast because for entrepreneurs is something we don't talk about a lot so thank you thank you thank you for creating this space for us absolutely i appreciate your kind words candia so can you introduce yourself to the family really quickly and then let them know where they can find you okay hey hey everyone my name is candia johnson i teach entrepreneurs, executives, and managers how to communicate confidence and master their career story so they can market or pitch themselves for the job or client of their dreams. So I spent about maybe 10, 15 years in corporate America. Um, and I always like to explain it like this. I spent many years climbing the corporate ladder of success only to realize my ladder was placed on the wrong building. Okay. Mm, I was mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just didn't fit into that um, kind of corporate structure, although I love the work. And mm -hmm. so I was working in communications and learning development. And so when a client um, wanted to get the word out about a new product, service, or initiative, they would contact your girl. And so for me, I would help uh, pharmaceutical companies, government organizations, uh, you know, implement a communication campaign or a learning and development campaign via video, you know, trainings, that sort of thing. And it required a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. So I was flying out like Sunday through Thursday or Monday through Thursday for many years. And I just got tired of that life on top of the fact that I was incredibly unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to take a leap in 2000, at the end of 2012, and here I am. And so right now I spend my days uh, either coaching clients one-on-one -on -one or I do a lot of corporate workshops and things of that sort in the workplace. But now, of course, we're online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, where, we, where a lot of us find ourselves for sure. Right, right. Oh, and people can, can find me. Uh, my website is www.candiajohnson.com. 
Um, I love to lovingly stalk people on Instagram. Find me there at Candy J or on Twitter, Candia Johnson, at Candia Johnson. Perfect. And of course, we'll have all those links um, in the show notes below so that you can um, not only learn more about Candia, but potentially become one of our clients and follow her and learn from her as I always do. So thank you for that. So, okay. So part of your entrepreneurship journey sounds like it was kind of like a, uh, what is it? Square peg round hole situation. You, you found yourself in a space where although you were enjoying what you were doing, it didn't feel like the best fit. Is that part of what was happening? Yeah, it was, it, it was several things. So it didn't feel like the best fit. I kind of felt like, you know, I did everything my parents told me to do, like mm-hmm. go to college, get two degrees, mm-hmm. get a corporate job, make a six figures. And I was, there was something missing. I was, mm-hmm. in, you know, incredibly unfulfilled. Um, and on top of that, in that corporate structure, it was a lot of the backstabbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see people, a lot of people who looked like me, right? I probably would say in my, uh, Probably, I want to say the last five years of my career, I probably had two uh, black women mm-hmm. in in that line of business, but we were on the same level, right? So I didn't really yeah. see kind of climbing in that corporate rat race and getting involved in all those sorts of things. And so uh, it took me a while. It took me probably about four years to finally say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an important conversation because uh, a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to, there's a large majority of us who didn't have entrepreneurship as a goal, like, you know, in growing up or even a part of conversations in our families, it was getting to a point of feeling completely uncomfortable that we kind of jumped into business building for ourselves. So Right. And that was definitely me. I, I don't, I didn't have anyone in my family to look to in terms of going to for advice for mm-hmm. you know on how to become an entrepreneur and i don't even know if that was really my goal when i left really mm-hmm. i i thought that i would sign up with contracting agencies and just freelance and work short-term mm-hmm. assignments and things of that sort but then i want to say about a year or so out i realized that i couldn't solely rely on that because that was really the same type of format that I was already in relying on someone else right it was the the business model and so I realized I needed to do a much better job at marketing myself and developing my own audience and my own um kind of like success squad Mm -hmm. because in corporate I had spent so many years trying to build relationships in the firm that I failed to build professional relationships outside of the firm Mm. so about a year and a half out, I realized I needed to do more on my own. And so entrepreneurship was on my radar, but I wasn't seriously considering it until I was really forced to get serious yeah. <laughs> about making money. <laughs> That's real. That's real. <laughs> so um, I'm curious how, so, you know, our lives have changed collectively in the last two and a half months um with the with the arrival of the coronavirus COVID-19 um and so how are you doing how are you doing as an entrepreneur I'm checking in how are you managing in this uh COVID life 
Well, I have my moments, honestly. Mm-hmm. I have my moments. And one of the things that I'm most proud of, and it's probably because I started seeing a therapist a few months ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> but one of the, the, the things that I'm most proud about is that I've allowed myself to have those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I allow myself to pause longer than an hour or mm. two hours. Sometimes it's two days. Yeah. Uh, because it's necessary now more than ever. I mean, you should be exercising and embracing a pause anyway, but now more than ever, you may have to uh, have those pauses more often than not. Mm-hmm. And another thing that helps me is I stay in gratitude. I stay in gratitude for every moment. Mm-hmm. And so, Um, Once you stay in gratitude, the next step for me is really looking at what do I have in my wheelhouse to control? Mm -hmm. Because right now you can feel out of control because there's so much money happening. Mm -hmm. Right now you can feel like there's so much information being thrown at you. Sometimes information causes insecurity in who you are. So you have to learn how to kind of cut the distractions and get focused on solely what you can control. So for me, pausing, staying in gratitude, and then really shutting the world down sometimes to figure out what I can control has been most helpful for me. Mm -hmm. I love those pieces. Yeah, I think all of us are walking around with some level of anxiety, uncertainty, whether that's connected to our business or connected to um, you know, our own health, uh, financial security. Like, I think we all are walking around with some level of questioning um, and the idea of finding something that you can control that feels like um, you are ahead of it um, is quite helpful for sure. And the thing that right. I have been really paying attention to is how business owners are managing this whole piece, how it connects to our business. And, you know, some of us are seeking out funding from the government or seeking out, seeking out payroll protection or um, changing our employee. Like there's all sorts of business structures that we're shifting, going all digital, that sort of thing. And being able to continue to inform our audience um, around how our business, like we're still, you know, we're still confident in, in what we're able to do. Essentially, like what does a confident entrepreneur or a confident business look like? What would that even look like for us? You know, so here's the thing that I always try to remind people of. Confidence doesn't mean you have to have everything figured it out, figured mm-hmm. out. That's number one. And so now is the time, you know, for a business owner, particularly, right, even if you're a service-based business or even a product-based business, for you to be, to humanize your brand, for you to say, listen, with everything that's happening, you know, our orders have slowed down. We're still trying to figure things out. Please be patient with us versus kind of just shutting down or ignoring people. Because Mm. I believe now is the perfect time to even connect on a deeper level with your current customers or even your potential customers. Mm -hmm. And I feel that just being honest about the fact that you're still figuring it out or you need seven days or 10 days to figure it out, right? Whether it's, you know, finding a new vendor, right? Or maybe mail is behind and orders are behind. So it's stepping into the spotlight to own what's happening in your business right now and saying that, you know, we are behind, 
We're uncertain about how this is going to figure out, how this is going to pan out. But we are working on some ideas. And within the next 10 days or the next five days, give us a few minutes and we'll circle back with you. We appreciate you for continuing to support us. I think people mm -hmm. will respect you more for uh, being honest about kind of being in the space of uncertainty as a business versus just ignoring <laughs> your yeah. and falling off the face of this earth. I think now people are more... Uh, apt to, to, to be okay mm -hmm. with the fact that you're figuring it out, but you've promised to give them an update in five to 10 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. so to me, that that's what a confident business owner looks like right now. So you're saying uh, avoid the head in the sand approach. Definitely avoid <laughs> that at all costs. Okay? Avoid, right. avoid it. At all costs. Yeah. I, I believe, again, this, although I specialize in confidence, I always tell people confidence comes last. Mm -hmm. It really does come, it, it comes last. The action really comes before the belief. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of this, we have an opportunity as business owners right now, again, to humanize ourselves, to lead with empathy right now, to put yourself in your, your customer shoes and your employee shoes and speak to the pain and frustration that they may be having right now and just to let them know that you're in the process of figuring things out. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, uh, being transparent in your work. Um, right. I, I like that a lot. And I think it's something we talk about in therapy. Um, you know, as therapists, we talk to our clients about. Um, and so the idea that this would translate into your work as a business owner makes tons of sense to me it makes tons of sense and i've even seen some of these things happen um you know on social media platforms particularly those who have like product-based services so they'll you know they'll show them you know their journey to the post office or fulfilling orders or talking about emails and that sort of thing um, and it does sort of make you feel like oh uh <laughs> they are the things are moving along um despite whatever is going on but things are things are moving along so Another wow. thing, another thing I would say too is listen to your customer or potential customers. You could use this time right now to solicit feedback and mm -hmm. ask them, how can I service you right now? Mm -hmm. Right. And so you'd be surprised at how people will support you if given them the opportunity to choose. So you see many restaurants have started, you know, curbside, right? Mm -hmm. I know some restaurants have started meal kits mm -hmm. and people are, you know, supporting them in that way. So use this as an opportunity too. If you have, let's say three ideas, you know, as a business and you're not sure which way to go right now and you know it's going to be a temporary fix, ask your customers and potential customers. Mm -hmm. This is what we're thinking right now. Which ones would you be interested in? And you'd be surprised. Again, it's another way to keep people in the loop and again, show your, your human side. Yeah. Stay engaged with your audience. Keep talking to your customers. What, what happens yeah. for, or what suggestions would you provide for the entrepreneur who wants to do that, but is terrified about being that transparent? It could feel like, well, if I don't know what I'm doing, they won't, you know, <laughs> I might lose customers. So just that idea of being that transparent can feel quite terrifying to some folks, um, given what they right. might need to share or have to share. Right. I can tell you that people buy into people. 
Mm. People buy into people. And so people would, and, and sometimes, listen, it, it may definitely make you feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Like I feel like sometimes mm. I overshare, <laughs> but I do, I do realize at the same time, I would rather be known for standing in my truth than dis disappointing someone down the line. And as a business owner, particularly as a small business owner, right? Because you just have like a, a small uh, moment of time to screw up and then that shit. I mean, even for right. big businesses, you know, we see that, that happening for them as well. So it can be a scary process, mm -hmm. but even without kind of everything that's happening with this COVID, transparency needs to be a part of your process to connecting more authentically or on a deeper level with your target audience anyway. I feel like now is probably really pushing you into that moment, but you have to accept that, that, that that's part of the process. I mean, even when you, if you have employees, that needs to be part of your process as well. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like part of what you're saying then is that people not only buy into your product, but they buy into the person behind the product, regardless right. whether this is pre-corona, current corona, you know, like right. it's, the, it's I mean, the, the person behind it. Let's think about it. If you think, if you think about where, how we functioned, maybe let's say eight years ago, Mm -hmm. You would support a company and wouldn't have a clue about who the founder was or who the CEO was, right? You would support these companies and you wouldn't even have a clue besides Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but, you know, you wouldn't really have a clue about the CEO or the founder of the company. Now people are making purchasing decisions based on how CEOs are supporting employees, right now or how mm. companies are showing support for consumers right now mm. so you know and that was really happening even before COVID-19 mm -hmm. people were making purchasing decisions based on the CEO and their decisions mm -hmm. again eight to ten years ago we really didn't care about your political affiliation as a business owner now that could totally hurt you mm -hmm. right if you decide to go one way or the other now certain you know, CEOs are still playing it safe, mm -hmm. but then certain, you know, others are kind of forced to show their hand mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of take a stand and get support from a specific target audience. So really, this is a new, I don't, I hate to say, I hate this new term, new normal, but this is a new direction mm -hmm. <laughs> that we're headed in. So COVID-19 has kind of taken a lot of things from us, <laughs> but I think it has given us some things. What do you think has been some benefits for entrepreneurs given this space we're in now? The beauty of this situation is that this is number one, an opportunity to reflect, mm. to reflect, redirect and press reset mm -hmm. on not only your business, but yourself. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to look at, you know, whether it was your processes, whether it was, you know, your habits, just how you were, how you were functioning as a business and even as an individual. It's an opportunity for you to reflect and say, you know, okay, what are some, how was I um, going about my processes then? And what are some ways that I'm going to need to shift now or improve or modify or just get rid of this because it no longer fits? Mm -hmm. Because in a sense, all businesses, well, I don't want to say all, but most businesses slow down. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't slow down, 
you had an opportunity to ask your customers or your audience for a little bit of patience, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? To figure things out. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't slow down, you had an opportunity. This is an amazing opportunity to, set, to, to reach out to your customers and say, hey, because of everything that's going on, things are going to be a little bit slower than you know normal that sort of thing so it, you know for me it's an opportunity to shift your thinking and we need to do that as entrepreneurs anyway every quarter right you should be looking at whether that's your um your financial performance or your systems that you have in place you should be looking at that every quarter anyway mm -hmm. to see what needs to be improved so this you just got like kind of like a stretch two quarters in one at this point <laughs> right right <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you said it about evaluating your processes and whether it's for your business or personal and because um, it's so interesting, particularly like I'm thinking about on a personal level in my neighborhood. I've never seen so many neighbors in these past two months <laughs> since the whole time I've been here. Like the idea that, you know, more people are slowing down. Um, or needing, desperately needing those breaks. Like, I got to get out of the house because I'm spending all of my time here now. Or um, this relationship is really important to me. And so I'm going to make sure I spend some time attending to that. Or I miss being able to be around family. Like, I think it's bringing up for us all those things that um, might have been passing thoughts, but now we realize we're either needs. Um, and so trying to find creative ways um, and staying connected. And um, Right in those things yeah right yeah absolutely i appreciate that oh my goodness so the bottom line is as business owners transparency openness with your with your audience uh you, your customers potential customers is the way to go and what what sort of uh so solutions or suggestions might you give in terms of entrepreneurs connecting with other entrepreneurs um, during this time? Oh, I, I love this question. So I would say, you know, listen, you and I have lovingly stalked each other on Instagram. Of course, yes. And uh, for me, one of the practices or habits that I've developed as an entrepreneur is follow-up Friday. So I don't do it every mm. Friday, but at least twice a month, twice a month on a Friday, I either email an entrepreneur that I've, you know, connected with online, like, hey, I was thinking of you, this, I, I seen this article, uh, I'll say, hey, girl, we've been following each other for a long, you know, for quite some time, we should hop on the phone or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, when, listen, when we was able to go outside, it You're was a coffee date or a happy hour. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now it's just an opportunity to connect with people and just say, hey, how you doing? You know, how are you shifting things around? Let me know if you want to brainstorm or something like that. Um, I think that people, again, this is one of these habits, particularly within the first four years, you should be intentional about, you know, setting time aside to build your network. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that follow-up Friday has been just tremendously helpful over the years and establishing my network and kind of making a habit to reach, pe reach out to people, text them, call them, slide in their DMs. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to take those online relationships offline. Mm -hmm. Now is also the time to think collaboration too, mm -hmm. right? To really figure out how you can, um, if you've been kind of connecting with someone online for quite some time and you two have kind of an aligned 
mission or, or goals, including audiences and things of that sort, jump on the phone and see if there's an opportunity for you to collaborate on a webinar or, you know, a live stream or something like that. I think that this is an amazing opportunity to do that as well. Yeah. And Kadia, hats off to you for not only connecting with other entrepreneurs, but then connecting entrepreneurs to each other. Uh, so I appreciate, I know I've benefited um, from you doing that for me. So thank you for that. That's well, you are very welcome. Of <laughs> that, you know, I don't, for, for entrepreneurs, I know sometimes when we look at like setting up a business plan and goals, mm -hmm. networking and building relationships is actually one of my goals every mm -hmm. year, mm -hmm. every year. And it's not only about connecting, you know, with people so I could find opportunity for myself, but I like to create opportunities for other people as well. And mm -hmm. so if I know to, you know, people who have similar goals or an aligned mission, I'm, I'm a connector of sorts. I like to connect yeah. people in magic happen and so I do believe that that also contributes to your longevity as an entrepreneur uh -huh. I agree community is essential it's so it's essential. very essential uh -huh. it's, it's it's and you know another thing I don't know have you been able to participate in the uh what is it black girls track they're doing the series so this past uh -huh. well this past Friday they had a uh, Facebook Live with Doc Malcolm X's daughter, Dr. King's daughter, the week before that they had a Facebook Live series with um, Nikki Giovanni and Angela, Angela Davis. Davis. Okay, I, I see it like afterwards, but I never catch it when it's happening. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things, I believe it was Angela Davis who said, confidence comes from community. Mm. Confidence comes from community. And, and, and it, it struck a chord with me because I too have found, I have my own masterminds group, mastermind group, Stories That Sell, and just watching some of the women execute on their goals and step into their power to position and pitch themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just amazing to see. And even myself and looking at the women who have mentored me and provided advice and, you know, constructive feedback that has built my confidence as well. And so I think a lot of the times as an entrepreneur, you get caught up trying to, you know, do everything solo. You can't mm -hmm. level up alone. I always say that you can't level up alone. And right. so a lot of your confidence is going to come from the community mm -hmm. that you surround yourself with, or just like you, the community that you create. Mm -hmm. A lot of your confidence is going to come from surrounding yourself or being of service to a community based on what you know that they need. Mm -hmm. I like that. Community over competition, huh? I like it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I like it. Oh my goodness, Candia, I feel like I could be talking to you all day. Um, but but we're gonna pause on this. Uh we'll have to catch up personally in another way. Uh but before we go, but before we go, can you tell me what does minding my black business mean to you? Minding my black business means that I'm not only looking out for my black business, I'm looking out for another black business as well. And wow. so, like I said earlier, I try to make it a point to connect uh, particularly black entrepreneurs. I try to make it a point that, you know, listen, when I was a kid, I, I didn't have 
popping color lipstick or a teenager or, you know, a young adult made by black women. So mm -hmm. when I jump on a, a video call or when I'm out in public, I'm going to have my popping red by the lip bar or my popping pink <laughs> by the lip bar. So Minding My Black Business is essentially about also helping other entrepreneurs take, you know, get on the same stage as me and show them love and help people understand their force from the, within their own communities as well. Oh my goodness, that's it. Y'all heard it. There's nothing else to say. Thank you, Kedia. <laughs> Thank you so much for dropping by the show. This has been a joy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, family. We appreciate you listening. We need you to do us a favor. We need you to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, join us at Following the Movement on our website at MindingMyBlackBusiness.com. There you can find our Minding My Black Business merchandise, and you can also find our digital academy. Now, our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources, particularly emotional wellness resources for black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there. We have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, don't forget to tell them, I'm minding my black business.